Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell-Clater. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by Local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, Jonah, you're very outnumbered today. It's a conspiracy in a club (laughs) called the Sarahs. We have three Sarahs on the air this morning. Joining us on Radio Rotary, Dr. Sarah Litman and Dr. Sarah Gordon, who are both at the Rear Center for Immigrant Culture and History. And this is um, about a project, a building, an initiative, a mission, a community action that we've been following since the early, I think, 2000s. Right, Jonah? Yeah, since its inception. Yeah. And it's yeah, a wonderful thing. Kidding. Yes. So um, I guess, Jonah, you're you're going to want me. I'll go ahead and do it since I'm a Sarah. I okay. think so. I'm going to be quiet now for the next half hour. <laughs> okay. Dr. Sarah Gordon, um, could you please tell us exactly what the Rear Center for Immigrant Culture and History is? The Rear Center for Immigrant History and Culture is a nexus of community belonging in Kingston. It's a historic building, it's a gallery, it's a center for educational and public programs. But I'd really love for Sarah Litvin to tell you more because she's the director, she's really the boss. That was a beautiful encapsulation. I think we're, we're a historic site, we are a museum, and we are a grassroots community building organization. So all of those pieces together um, that, that make up this, as you said, project. Longtime uh, residents of Kingston and the surrounding area will remember that the rear sender used to be the rear bakery, the rear family bakery, and mm-hmm. uh, they were the uh, providers of delicious baked goods. Uh, what years were the bakery was the bakery in a, in in action, uh, Sarah Lippin? So it opened in 1907. The rear family, Frank Rear and his wife Ada. Um, purchased the buildings at 99-101 Broadway and moved their family in upstairs. And the bakery continued on the ground floor from 1907 all the way until 1980, when one day Jaime Rear, the youngest of the family, there were six six children, he um, came downstairs and said, we're closing, that's it, and uh, retired upstairs where they lived out the rest of their lives up until 2004 when he passed away. So, so then what happened to the building? So it started in 2002 when um, a man named Jeff Miller, who was very interested in the local Jewish history of Kingston, was walking around the neighborhood with a bunch of kind of old timers asking about the businesses that used to be there, um, the community that formed. There used to be three synagogues in downtown or Rondout, Kingston. Um, and when they got to the top of the hill, they were kind of looking in the window of what was Rear's Bakery. It had been closed by that point for 20 years and it looked like a time capsule. And so he started asking around what's going on. Jaime Rear was still alive upstairs where he had retired 20 years before. And um, one thing led to another, thanks to Barbara Blass, who was a family friend of the Rears. Um, they had a conversation and Jaime decided to deed the property to the Jewish Federation of Ulster County for the creation of a museum and cultural center. And originally the idea was to tell the Jewish history of Kingston, but that idea soon expanded to tell the many different immigrant stories and the folks who have come through and made the Rondout their home, including folks who are still coming today. So it started at the Jewish history of the Rondout, then the immigrant to the history of the Rondout. And right now, our focus is really regional and looking at the stories of folks who are coming and living in the Hudson Valley from various parts of the world um, still today. 
Now, the bakery, actually, the, the gigantic oven is still there. I've had the pleasure of being at your facility several times when you've had your various photographic exhibits and other exhibits about the history of the area. The big bakery uh, oven is still there. Uh, do you ever fire it up and, and really run off? personality. Oh, yeah. A you ever fire it up and run off some rolls and stuff? No. It's a wonderful story. <laughs> it is. The, the oven dates from 1916. It was coal-fired, right? So, of course, wow. part of our environmental mission says we would, we would not do that. But it's also, it's, it's a historic artifact at this point. And it's a really vital way of standing in the footsteps of the rear family who operated this place their whole lives, Right. Our plans are to preserve that historic oven and eventually to create a contemporary bread bakery space in the, the former coal bin area. So a space that doesn't have that historic significance that we'll be able to use to bring folks together, to break bread, share their traditions, et cetera, today. So Dr. Gordon, Sarah Gordon, tell us where exactly it's located for our listeners who may not be as familiar with Kingston and the waterfront and the Rondau. The building's on the corner of Broadway and Spring Street. The entrance to the bakery is on Broadway, but around the corner on Spring Street, there's another entrance. There's a small courtyard where we've had events and outdoor exhibits, and then that's the access to the new gallery. So you have a big, you have a big exhibit coming up, don't you? Who wants to tell us about that? We do. Sewing in Kingston is opening on May 7th. And we're very, very excited to have it open. The gallery space is lovely. It's a really beautiful space. And the, the exhibit itself will be all about how people in Kingston have used sewing to make a living, to share their cultural traditions, and to really just express themselves in all different kinds of ways. It talks about different groups, immigrant groups, people who've lived in Kingston for years and years and years, all kinds of people who use sewing in these various different ways. Wonderful. I think we, I, I think we should stress that even though uh, this initially was a project of the Jewish Federation of Kingston, you folks cover the immigrant story that's common to many, many, many peoples, uh, Polish, Italian, Irish. It's all there at the uh, rear center of yes, it can be a, uh, immigrant culture and history. Story, really, absolutely, because that's what this country is made up of. And we're, and we're going to continue that story right after Sarah O'Connell Clater tells us. Who brings us the bread every week by sponsoring Radio Rotary? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates, and by the featured Rotary Clubs of Brewster Carmel Clarkstown, Goshen Highland Hyde Park, Kingston Liberty Millbrook, Nanuet Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. And we're back with more Radio Rotary right after these important messages, so stay tuned. At this point, we all know of people who have died of a drug overdose. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of MHA of Dutchess County. MHA has a wide array of recovery programs, and they are all at little to no cost. We provide all levels of residential addiction treatment from detox to rehabilitation to long-stay sober housing. Prevention is a vital step in reducing addiction and overdose deaths. MHA is partnering with the Mark Foundation and Gold's Gym, LaGrange, to build an overdose memorial, which will be located on the LaGrange Gold's Gym property. This memorial will be a beautiful park-like setting. At this site, you will be able to memorialize anyone you lost to overdose by placing a lock on a fence or purchasing an engraved brick with the message of your choice that will welcome people to this spot. The memorial will highlight just how important it is to get treatment. If you would like to support this project or purchase a brick with your special message or loved one's name, please visit the MHA website at mhaduchess.org. That's mhaduchess.org. 
Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111, 338-9111, or normanstaffing.com. You're listening to 92.9 and 96.5 WBPM. And there's more of this week's Radio Rotary Show coming up. Salisbury Bank is your friendly hometown bank with 14 branches throughout the tri-state area. Salisbury Bank offers personal and business banking, mortgages, and commercial loans. Salisbury Bank is your local community bank with local decision-making and high service. Your local bank for all of your local needs. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, because where you bank matters. It's Apple Blossom time in Red Hook. Red Hook Rotary's Apple Blossom Festival is Saturday, May 7th. Fun for the whole family. Free parking and free admission. Great food and craft vendors. Get that last minute gift for Mother's Day. It's Red Hook Rotary's Apple Blossom Festival. Saturday, May 7th in the heart of Red Hook, New York. You be there. When in Apple Blossom time. Hi, welcome back to this segment of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell Clater, and I'm joined by my co-host Jonah Trebowasser. And we I'm changing my name to Sarah. You're changing. (laughs) So I can sit down. (laughs) Well, I don't know. (laughs) It's the way to go. Good issue. Just just guessing. We've been chatting with um, two Dr. Sarahs. There are uh, two PhDs in the house, Jonah. Um, Dr. Sarah Litvin, who is the um, curator of the Rear Center. And no, she's the director. Dr. Um, Sarah Gordon, who, I'm sorry, is the director. Did I mix those up? Yeah. Yes, okay. <laughs> well, Dr. Sarah Litvin, welcome back. Dr. Sarah Gordon, welcome back. You're on the staff of the Rear Center, and it is a project that's near and dear to our heart because we first heard about it through friends in the early 2000s. Um, through other Rotarians. When that, that, how the building, um, the original structure got deeded to a grassroots, basically, uh, group of community people who really felt that there was an important story to tell. So um, let's just review for a minute. Um, Dr. Um, Litvin, could you please just give us a thumbnail sketch of what the Rear Center is? Sure. Well, and those two Rotarians you mentioned are Barbara Blass and Barbara Cohen, who were among the original founders of our institution. They, together with their friend Jeff Miller and a few others, had the vision of transforming a historic bakery into a museum dedicated to immigrant culture and history in the Hudson Valley. And that's exactly what they have done. And Sarah Lipman, where is the uh, Rear Center located? 
It's at 99101 Broadway, which is in the Rondout neighborhood of Kingston, right at the corner of Broadway and Spring Street. So anyone coming off of 9W up Garrigan Drive will see our windows straight ahead. And in those windows right now is a beautiful exhibition of Guatemalan worry dolls. Oh, so right? take, a, take a peek as you're, I mean, don't get an accident, but look at our windows and, and park your car and go take a look. And are you open regular hours for visitors or is it just certain uh, exhibits that you're open? So right now we have just completed a major renovation of our gallery space for the first 18 years of the project's history. The only space that was sort of regularly available for public programs and education classes and meetings was the former hayloft that had no plumbing. It had very um, minimal electrical capacity. And we changed that. That was one of the very strange um I wouldn't, I never want to say a gift of the pandemic, but that time in that space allowed right. us to raise the funds and do the construction. So we have a beautiful gallery space now that is just about to reopen to the public. We're going to have a public program there as a part of a project called the Big Read Hudson Valley. That's going to be on April 30th, that we're going to host the closing event for this big um, month-long celebration of um, the House on Mango Street. Some of you may be familiar with this young adult novel featuring a Mexican-American girl. Um, but then our sort of big institutional milestone is on May 7th, when we are going to reopen the gallery for regular hours with our exhibition, Sewing in Kingston. And that's why I'm so glad that Sarah Gordon is here with us today, because she has been working so hard on bringing these stories to life. Um, so I hope you'll get a chance to, to hear from her. But to answer your question, starting May 7th, we will be open our gallery and the wonderful exhibition will be open Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays from one to six. And starting in July, we're going to have regular historic bakery tours on the weekends as well. So you will be able to come. You're already able to come and see the exhibitions that we offer outside the building. But starting May 7th, you'll be able to join us inside as well. You know, uh, it's a very common thread, no pun intended, of the immigrant story that uh, many people, uh, many generations ago, got their start in America in the needle trades and sewing. My own grandfather did piecework as a tailor. So Dr. Sarah Gordon, tell us about this exhibit, uh, Sewing in Kingston. Tell us what it's all about. Sewing in Kingston tells a very long story, really, starting in, starting in the 19th century and going till yesterday, really going till right now. And we start with early industry in Kingston and show how needle companies, garment companies, moved into Kingston and gradually, but really by the, I'd say 1920s, by the 1920s, they were the biggest employer in town. So this really interesting growth of industry here. And as you said, many immigrants had work in the garment trades in part because they would bring their own traditions. They knew how to sew. They didn't need to speak a lot of English to have these jobs. And these, um, there were just a lot of jobs in these needle in these garment industry in these garment companies. There was, was, it, jobs, so. was it piecework, Dr. Sarah Gordon, the way it was down in the Lower East Side where my grandfather worked? No, these companies had moved past piecework to doing everything in house. Many times, piecework was someone would like your grandfather would right. a bundle of cut pieces and bring them home and put them together or in a small shop where they put together certain parts and maybe, excuse me, they'd be paid by the piece. Whereas the bigger factories would have 
a cutting floor, where it would all be cut there, usually by men. That was one of the best paid positions. And then those pieces, those different sets, all the all the sleeves, all the collars, they would be put together by sewing oper- sewing machine operators, frequently women, on a different floor. And then the final result would be pressed. And that was a whole other job. The pressers was a different job. So you'd have all the different parts of the pro- of the production in one factory. And there were many, many uh, different uh, immigrants, uh, types of immigrants under these roofs of these uh, facilities, not just all Italians or all Jewish or all Polish. There are all sorts of people uh, who were working here, Absolutely. sort of like a mini United Nations. Indeed, it was a mini United Nations. That's a good way to put it. You had people who'd been living in the Hudson Valley for generations and you had very recent immigrants. We have a little tidbit, for example, of a record from Ellis Island of a man who was coming from Turkey. And when he got to Ellis Island, he said he already had a job at the Fuller Shirt Factory. Wow. So all kinds of things. People could get jobs even before they left their home countries. The companies were recruiting. And so you had people from Italy, people from Turkey, people from Greece, later many people from Puerto Rico. People coming now are more likely to be from Central America, but also really truly all from all over the world. And Dr. Sarah Lichtman, I'm sure you've got a, a website that people can look at if they want more information about this great exhibit that's coming up on May 7th. What's the website? The, the website is rearcenter.org, R-E-H-E-R, center.org. And folks at home, get a pencil and paper. We'll have our terrific guest, Dr. Sarah Lichtman and Dr. Sarah Gordon. Repeat that in the next portion of the program, which comes to us right after these important messages. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to aarauctions.com, tell your friends about us, and please come back often. That's aarauctions.com. Hi, this is Beth Jones of Third Eye Associates Limited, providing life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. We are a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Red Hook, New York. Contact us to see how you can put Third Eye to work for you. ThirdEyeAssociates.com or call us at 845-752-2216. You are listening to 92.9 and 96.5 WBPM. And there's more of this week's Radio Rotary Show coming up. Hi, I'm Krista Hines, Executive Director of Hudson River Housing, a local nonprofit dedicated to helping communities in the Mid-Hudson Valley thrive. We believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to live in safe and affordable housing. No matter what your housing concern may be, you can count on us for assistance. Maybe you're looking to buy your first home and don't know where to start, or possibly seeking an affordable apartment to rent for you and your family. 
Or perhaps you found yourself in need of safe and supportive shelter with a compassionate team committed to helping you overcome the challenges of homelessness. We're here to help every step of the way. Please visit us online at HudsonRiverHousing.org or call us today at 845-454-5176. Again, that number, 845-454-5176. I'm Meg Mullins from the Mark Foundation, supporting the Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Community. Our mission is to raise money for prevention of and recovery from substance misuse. The Overdose Awareness Memorial created by the Mark Foundation and Mental Health America will honor those who lost their lives to a substance use disorder. Located behind Gold's Gym in LaGrange, beside the Dutchess County Rail Trail, it'll be a garden for reflection about the toll that substance misuse takes from our community. The memorial will feature a chain link fence where individuals can place a padlock to honor a loved one lost to addiction. The landscape garden will include a bench for seated reflection, sitting on a plaza of memorial bricks dedicated by those concerned about substance use disorder. Visit our website, mark-foundation.org, to learn more about how to donate a memorial brick for the plaza. Welcome to the final segment of this wonderful show. Jonah Trebwasser, my co-host, and I have been talking to the lovely Sarahs at the Rear Center, Dr. Sarah Lipfin and Dr. Sarah Gordon. And we've gotten an overview of the progress of this wonderful, really a community and grassroots initiative in um, Kingston, New York, and all about some of their upcoming events and activities. So um, did we want to recap, Jonah? Yes, why don't we have uh, Dr. Sarah Lipman, who is the director, tell us about this uh, May 7th uh, event coming up. And then Dr. Sarah Gordon, tell us about some other events and other offerings of the Rear Center. But Dr. Sarah Lipman, start with May 7th. Tell us about uh, what's coming up as the exhibit about the needle trades. So May 7th is a big day for the Rear Center. It is the reopening of our brand new beautiful gallery with the opening of Sewing in Kingston, an original history show that tells both the history and the contemporary stories of folks who are sewing in Kingston today. And in the last segment, Sarah Gordon told some about the um, history that the show covers, but I wanna make it clear, this is also contemporary stories, artists and makers and folks who have small businesses in Kingston today who are making everything from um, Tyvek jackets to uh, hats to healthy back bags to assistive um, equipment for folks who need um, who are disabled. So all these things are being made in Kingston today, believe it or not, by people with sewing machines and needle and thread. And it also talks about the stories of folks whose families have passed on traditions of embroidery that maybe come back from generations in this country, for example, an African-American story of Terry Gittens or a Oaxacan Mexican story of Concepcion Duran, whose family has been teaching, she's been teaching her daughters these Mexican meaningful patterns of embroidery. So one more piece just to entice you and, and you know, we would never have been able to, to plan this, but the exhibition is dedicated to a woman named Helena Shavinsky who is Ukrainian and who was the first 
head knitter, female head knitter at the Kingston Knitting Mills. And she Lovely. passed away during the pandemic, but we had interviewed her before as we were preparing this exhibition. And so the exhibition is dedicated to her and we're so excited on May 7th, we're going to have her daughter coming and, and um, a whole bunch of women from the Ukrainian community in Kurhangsen and around the area to pay tribute to this culture and the, the thriving of the community right here in the Hudson Valley. Well, so, certainly, so once again, timely. so sorry, once Sarah, again, no, I, I'm sorry. So once again, you all are bringing the community into it. That's the thing that from the very beginning, many, well, not so long ago, it's wonderful to see the community rallying around a mission, a cause, and to make something really flourish into a reality. Um, how many, uh, did, did you all discuss how many people, I just want to jump back really quick. How many people do you have on staff there now? So we have two full-time people and we have a couple of different um, folks who are either contractors or volunteers who basically work almost. <laughs> almost so if, so, if somebody wanted to volunteer for at the Rear Center, how would they go about doing that? They reach out to whom, the who, what, when and where. Absolutely. So you can contact us at info at rearcenter.org, R-E-H-E-R center.org. And we'll just get to know you a little bit. It's been really fun. We've got 55 active volunteers right now at the Rear Center. This is absolutely a community-based project. Oh my goodness. Um, probably the most active committees are the fundraising committee and the buildings and grounds committee. Both of them meet every single week to keep us moving forward. We also have programs committee. We're going to need, now that we're going to be open to the public, we're going to need help um, in terms of visitor services and engaging folks who want to come in and spending time in the gallery, learning about the exhibitions, um, how to give tours of those. So if any of this kind of sparks your interest, um, please be in touch, info at rearcenter.org to, um, to let us know how you want to be involved. And I should mention, it's important, the Rotary Club has been such an important supporter of us, both in terms of our board and in terms of offering financial support as well. So thank you to you listeners for the work that you've done to help build this organization. And you don't have to have the first name of Sarah to volunteer, right, Sarah Lichtman? Well, it would help. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Gordon, tell Sarah us about O'Connell. But I also want to stress, too, I assume you guys are a 501c3. We are. So any kind of because I know you have raised a lot of money to make this a reality. And so any donation, I'm sure, is welcome with open arms. And because you're a 501c3, you still get that tax benefit from that. Absolutely. Yes. Our fundraising for last year really focused on the gallery renovations. Now, this exhibition is going to be opening in May, and we have all kinds of ideas for public programs. So maybe Sarah can tell you a little bit about what you would be supporting should you donate to us in the next couple of months. So Dr. Sarah Gordon, Gordon, what are some of the other great uh, events and programs and offerings of the Rear Center? Well, first, we're going to have our gallery opening on the 7th, our exhibit opening, really. And it's going to be all afternoon. And welcome to the community. And we will have a series of tours for both adults and kids. We'll have materials for children so they can relate to the ex exhibition on their own terms. And those will be in English and in translated into Spanish. And we're also going to have some activities outside for children, some crafts, things like that. We'll have a screening of a very short film that was made about a project that was a collaboration with a number of students in the area called Stitched Together. And there's still posters from that outside, so you can come and see those as well. 
Then we're going to have a whole series of different kinds of programs. For example, in late May, we're going to have an event about women and immigration and the garment industry from, from the history of it to present day with a panel of people who are from an historian to people who work in the industry today. We're going to also have a series of workshops about embroidery, how people can come in and learn about different embroidery techniques and do it themselves, hands-on. And we also go we're going to have a program about upcycling, about the, the environmental impact of the fashion industry and how people can make things themselves, update some a beloved old garment into something that they can wear again. And that appeals to um, a whole number, a whole age range, including teenagers. So we're really looking to bring in everyone. There's something for everyone, for, from little kids to retirees to everyone in between. We have something for everyone. So Dr. Gordon, Dr. Sarah Gordon, I want to jump back to that. You said you had some examples of things that have been produced by students. Can mm -hmm. you elaborate on that? Who the students are, where they came from, what your collaboration was? Sarah Lichtman might have the, I know I worked with it, but Sarah has the best way of explaining it because it was very okay so we'll throw it to dr Lipton. <laughs> it was you know it was one of these things where this exhibition was supposed to open in 2020 but when the pandemic hit we said let's see if we can actually build out our research into the earlier years because as we're talking you can hear so many of the stories we've collected is from talking to people and hearing what it's like to work in this industry now but what about the women who worked in the industry in the 19 teens so that was the genesis of the idea to work with students to do research now, uh, in the seconds we have left, Dr. Sarah Lipton, give us your uh, website and invite everybody to the May 7th uh, event. So come check us out, rearcenter.org, R-E-H-E-R-Center.org. Join us May 7th at 101 Broadway, the corner of Broadway and Spring Street from 1130 till 5, and it will be a blast. We cannot wait to see you. Dr. Sarah Gordon and Dr. Sarah Lippin, thank you for bringing history alive through the Rear Center, and thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. And Sarah O'Connell Clater, who makes sure that we're not history by continuing to sponsor Radio Rotary every week. Well, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, the Mark Foundation, Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Community, Norman Staffing, Hudson River Housing, and by the featured Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie Arlington, Ramapo Valley, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulcer, Suffren, Walkill East, Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell Clater, our producer Kathy Kruger, and our production director Randy Turner, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, radiorotary.org.